Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. Some sort of anal dumpster sex back there. What's going She's on? like crying well, with laughter right now. Shut up and sit down. I've never lost anything that important because of my anxiety, and I do a spectacles, testicles, wall, and watch. Um, pretty much everywhere I go and everywhere I am. So when people like lose things. And I say, seriously, you, like you lost that? There's, well, you've never <laughs> lost anything before? No, I haven't because I have problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, we, we are currently recording. All right. No, that sounds weird now. Why? Anyways, hey guys! Hey! And uh, not to make light of the situation or anything, but get down! Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, Dan. Um, yeah, <gasps> just craziness, and in our city, too. Yeah, I'm actually not surprised. I mean, considering the long history of uh, social justice um, equality that, that has been a part of the city, we're a... We're a city with a long history of, um, well, what do we call it? We're a sanctuary, a sanctuary city. Sanctuary city, yes. <laughs> not, not a sanctuary. That would suck. Yes, um, <laughs> so I'm really not surprised by it all. And I, I obviously, if you look on Facebook, that's the best way to communicate and see how everybody else is doing with this. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people that are on both sides. <clears throat> we're, we're seeing good people, <clears throat> excuse me, on both sides. We're seeing people saying, uh, that these people are animals, that looting and rioting has uh, no right and should not be a part of anything. And we're also seeing people going, well, yeah, we agree with you, uh, but there's a lot of black people getting killed and no one's doing anything about it. Um, we're also just seeing the Antifa going around breaking shit. And those are those are mixed races. Uh, so if, it's, a, it's a clusterfuck. If that is Antifa, and that's kind of part of definitely what I wanted to talk about today, um, is, like, <laughs> I'm getting really annoyed with the people that are, like, and it's always white people mm -hmm. on, on, on social media. This is a, a protest, and they show, like, people walking with MLK. They show MLK at... at uh, where Montgomery, Alabama, crossing the yeah. bridge, and know? then the bot on the bottom is like this isn't, and it's people looting a Target, and it's like when Montgomery happened, uh, that's a peaceful protest. You say, well, guess what he was doing? He was walking across a bridge, uh, and they were met with fucking fire hoses and well, yes. lights out. <laughs> so, yes, so <laughs> it doesn't matter when it occurs. <laughs> well, first of all, MLK is quoted as saying, "A riot is the language of the unheard." Yes, and uh, Zach De La Roca uh, changed it to a ride is the rhyme of the unheard. Yeah, well, yes. Um, now, this is the thing, and and it goes back to well, Kaepernick kneeled for police brutality. You didn't you didn't like that, but nothing was looted, nothing was burned. Right. Um, people were protesting in the streets peacefully. Um, they were tear gassed, so obviously you didn't like that. Um, yep. Everything they did that everything that the BLM movement has done um, with, you know, allies uh, in all races has fallen on deaf ears. So now it's time to change things. And I'm sorry, in Minneapolis, I don't think the rioters went far enough. Interesting. And Why do you say that? I think that they should have dragged that cop out of his house in front of his family, left the family alone because they're innocent. They had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, but they, the protester should have broken into that home and pulled that officer out and given him street justice and make him 
turn him into a symbol of this is what happens if the racism continues because the only language these people understand and by these people i mean the the powers that be only okay. thing, the only th- the only language the powers that be understand is violence they mm-hmm. they they shot rubber in in rochester they shot rubber bullets into the peaceful protest and they tear gassed the protest here in rochester and that's when all hell broke loose. Right. I, you know, I, I don't know what happened here in Rochester. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But let me just push back on you for a little bit. I don't agree with street vigilantism, and I don't agree with the idea that you should pull this officer out of his home and, and give him street justice. I don't want to live in America where justice is found on the street. Um, and it I don't... I know, and I don't believe in the idea of an eye for an eye either. Um, I think the one of the biggest foundations of this democracy in our country is uh, trial by jury uh, of peers. And right, Dan, I'm, I got to jump in here, man. I'm sorry, but you're right. I agree with you, but that's not what's happening. If uh, those I, promises were kept, right, and and that's why when I'm disagreeing with you that it shouldn't be street justice, I completely understand why it is. So I would rather see Minneapolis, all of their retail sections just completely demolished than one more person die on, on, on the left or the right. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't think lives should be lost at all. And, and furthermore, that's why lives are being lost now is because too many young black men have been killed. I mean, one was enough, but over and over and over again, we're seeing this. What, what, what just happened in Minneapolis, as far as, uh, what's his name? Something Floyd? I, I can't remember his name. George Floyd. George, George Floyd. Floyd. So, it's rude of me to not even remember his name. Um, but honestly, it's just because I've become so desensitized to it. It happens so often, I cannot keep up with the amount of black men being killed. What was the guy just performed? Abu um, Amud something? Ahmad Arbery. See? It's, it's just like school shootings. School shootings and black men getting killed. It's just like, oh, which one today, honey? You could almost bet on it. Remember we did that bit where we were betting on when the next fucking school shooting would be? We should make yeah. a bet on the, on the next fucking dead, guy, dead black guy is going to be. It's ridiculous. So so I understand their anger and I understand why they want to loot and, and just burn the whole thing to the ground. And I would rather see that than one more person dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's absolutely it. It's insane to me that this is just OK. And to certain people, if the police did it, then there must have been a reason for murder, apparently. These bootlickers, these these cop lovers that, yeah. you know, I sit there, I take the thin blue line flag, and I wipe my ass with it. That's exactly yeah. how I feel I'd about you. I'd have to burn one of those. Exactly. Thin blue line. Fuck out of here. And the amount of people I know on Facebook that have badges that didn't say a word about the murder of George Floyd, but then start posting about how the riots, this isn't how you get what you want. Fuck you, first of all. Fuck you in your ass, okay, yeah. first of all. Secondly, I've, the, the fact that you carry a badge is terrifying in itself, and this is your opinion. But let's go back to both Ahmad Arbery and George Floyd and George, George Floyd, for instance, and Dan, you're really cutting out, man. Your internet connection is awful. Oh, is it? Well, let me tell you, you can always text me and we could cut this out. Um, if I'm see now you're fine. Oh, you know what? I think it's a connection to my USB here. I don't know. Makes it's the green light is going green, red, yellow, green, red, yellow. I don't know what that means. No, that's that's fine. Uh, are you talking about on the audio box? Yeah. That's not the problem. It's your internet connection. It's we've had we've had some at least I've noticed issues. I'm on Brookridge 2G. That's the largest one. Should be good. I mean, now now it's fine. Now it's fine. Maybe so we just ju- we just snagged a little. Maybe. Anyway, right. just to keep going. So so. 
if you look at there's Ahmad and the videos came out that he was in a house that was being constructed, that was being built. Like it was in the middle of construction. It was just some studs and two by fours. And people were like, well, what is he doing in there? Maybe, maybe we should talk about that. And then a bunch of videos came out of all kinds of people going through this house. Like they were looking at the house, like, oh, what's being built here? Right. But because it was Ahmad and he was shot by a bunch of racists, um, which was the uh, the equivalent to now of a public lynching. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. And there's a guy videotaping like you knew they knew what they were doing. You don't. I don't just get into a random altercation with someone and have you like behind me taping like Dan, just tape just in case I'm in a random altercation. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not. It's not how that works. They knew what was happening, but but because he's black, you hear, well, he was in here. He might have robbed the place. Then you take George Floyd, and this was my favorite thing that I read, and it came from the defense, already the defense of the murderer officer who should be shot and killed in front of his family, that officer that stepped on his neck, that kneeled mm -hmm. on his neck. But anyway, it came out, they said, he was aggressive, and they haven't even they, – they say he was pop, possibly intoxicated, possible intoxication. However, before possible intoxication – George Floyd was or the officer? Yeah, George Floyd. Oh, that he deserved to die for but, sure. No, no, <laughs> this is the thing. It was an autopsy report – of how his how he had heart failure due to not being able to get oxygen and he oh, was possibly intoxicated. So then yeah. this is the thing. You mean to tell me you did an entire autopsy and you didn't check if he was it had drugs in his system, but I bet they did. They found nothing, but they need to control the narrative. So they don't they can't lie. They can't say he was intoxicated because anyone can get that autopsy report. So mm -hmm. they say publicly intoxicated, so the MAGA people won't even look it up. They'll just look at that and say, oh, oh no, he was he was drunk. He was high. He was on crack. Right. If uh, he was fucked up, it would have been first thing on that autopsy report. They would have big fucking letters. He was smoking crack. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yep. But, but even even the left wing media would have would have you know said something about that that would have you know MSNBC would be out there saying hey George Floyd it came back on his toxicology that he was drunk and on drugs they they would have talked about it for sure yes so then so then that brings me to a, a a dot I connected Dan and and tell me so have you been watching or see the Jeffrey Epstein uh, docu series on Netflix right now. I saw it, but I was afraid to click it. So it is, I, I started watching it um, three out of four episodes deep. And I took some notes last night um, and and some things that, that I'm looking at versus what happened to Ahmaud Arbery versus what happened to George Floyd, okay? Ahmaud was jogging. He was shot. Possibly he was robbing some, some houses in the area, although highly unlikely. Still... They shot him to death. George Floyd possibly forged a check, possibly had his neck kneeled on till he died. Right. I want to give you some quotes from the Jeffrey Epstein um, docuseries. And it goes a little something like this in he lived in Palm Beach, which is its own island covered in mansions. Right. There was a Palm Beach Police Department. The Palm Beach Police Department said that you they kept saying things like if we're going to arrest someone even accuse them of something we have to be right they used words like we have to treat this gingerly and make sure to have all the information before you arrest anyone on Palm Beach right i want you to think about those those quotes when we think about the murder of George Floyd. So so let me get this straight. Jeffrey Epstein had billions of dollars and mm -hmm. he was white. Mm -hmm. So privilege. That's what it comes down to is privilege. I, I I could not could not believe that. And then he was able to get off because he the first time because he was able to get um the best defense attorneys money can buy and the defense attorneys went after the victims 
brutally. Like mm-hmm. one of the victims, uh, she was 14 when she was propositioned to uh, jerk him off. She was 14. And this is obviously later on. She's much older now when the trial was the first trial was occurring for uh, for uh, Epstein. Epstein. It wasn't even a trial. It was like, uh, what was it where they said a deposition? A deposition. The table. Yes. Yeah. And the guy goes to the girl, the victim, and goes, how many abortions have you had? Wow, that's nice. But, like, that's how brutal these people are. But but they're white, and they're rich. Right. And people get mad at me, and they're like, well, you're white. What do you, what you know? And I'm like, I'm going to. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to get all the privileges in the words of Daniel Tosh. Oh, 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 you're going to sit there and get all the privileges and not draw any attention to it. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to speak for an entire uh, profession of attorneys. And this is why uh, our lawyer, uh, Harvey Birdman, really should uh, chime in on this. Maybe we'll ask him. uh, But, you know, the nature of defense attorneys is to simply discredit the accuser. And it, whether it's a 14-year-old, uh, whether it's a woman, uh, it doesn't matter. The defense attorney's number one goal is to discredit the accuser so that it makes their accusation baseless. Um, yes. It, it, it's happened every single time. Um, even Hillary Clinton uh, chose to take a case as a young attorney, uh, a defense attorney, where she had to discredit a young girl who claimed she was raped by an older white male. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that came out, you know, pre-2016 during her presidential bid. And, you know, a lot of people were defending that, kind of saying, well, you know, she's uh, an attorney, this and that, that's what attorneys have to do. Well, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think you an attorney chooses their case. Um, and again, yeah. this is why I love to have Harvey Birdman on. But you choose your profession and you choose your cases. And uh, you have to decide whether or not you're fighting the good fight or not. Exactly. And, and obviously it comes down to money for a lot of these people. You know, defense attorneys make the mm-hmm. most amount of money because, you know, they hire private investigators like they were doing in this Epstein case. They hire private investigators to follow these victims around. We're talking no joke, Dan. He had molested and raped close to 200 girls under the age of 17. Jeffrey Epstein. Not only that, but he was trafficking them all over the world. He, he had was slaying. Yeah, well, oh, my God. But <laughs> if we bring it back to what we're talking about in these riots, is mm-hmm. that nothing happened to him until he, quote, unquote, committed suicide in jail. He right. got to do this for years. Now, George Floyd. Mm-hmm allegedly forged a check and was murdered by police in the streets of Minneapolis. If you cannot wrap your head around white privilege, you're fucking stupid. Just look at this dichotomy between Epstein and watch the doc. If you're listening to us, watch this doc. And I want you to think about what's it called? It's uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, something or other. It's 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 Jeffrey Epstein. Just look up. So, and it's Epstein. on it's on Netflix. Netflix, yes. Okay. Watch this doc, and I want you to think about what happened to George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, um, Castillo, who was murdered in his car after telling the officer he had a gun on him. Um, all of these um, black Americans, all of these Amer, they're Americans. They're not black. They shouldn't be separated. Okay. They're Americans and, and they're being slaughtered because of the color of their skin, because the police was founded on a racist institution. That does not mean that all cops are racists. I know plenty of police officers that are fantastic people, and we're very lucky in our area. We have some really great police departments, especially when they cleaned up Greece after that whole situation. But what I'm saying is is that 
it is founded on a racist institution. The police department is. And if you don't know anything about that, check your history. And I can again refer to Black Wall Street. And if you're listening, yeah. research Black Wall Street, find out what the police did because the police were heavily involved in the Ku, in the Ku Klux Klan at the time. Okay? I'm sorry, Blue Lives Murder, but not all of them. And if you are a good cop and you are not turning in the bad cops, then you are also a bad cop. And you, you need to do something about it. And that goes out to my friends with badges that I know. I know they're not racists. I know that they're not just out there murdering people. I get that. They're good, they're good cops. They are. But, you, but someone's got to do something because there is a very sick root in the police department. The police departments all over yeah. America. And let's also be clear. I think we're living, in, we're living in an age now when you – everything is so polarized that when you begin to criticize something, all of a sudden it seems as if you are then anti that something. Correct. And I want to be clear, and I think that we sp- – I speak for both of us when I say that we are not anti-police. We put out memes that make fun of the police or criticize the police, even sternly. But that doesn't mean that we believe in a world where the police shouldn't exist. That is absurd. That is the Wild West. That is what what a libertarian might want. Um, That's not what we're calling for. We don't want to end the police. We simply want to have a discussion about why it is that racists are allowed to wear badges and take out their frustrations and anger on minorities without any repercussions. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's what we're talking about. You give someone a badge and a gun, and psychologically something happens to them. I'm sorry. It does for a lot of them. Um, it's that hall monitor sort of mentality. You give someone any bit of authority, and their fucking ego explodes. Now, I don't know what kind of background checks go into mental health as far as these people go, what kind of you know, mental Olympics they have to do in order to prove themselves worthy of carrying around a deadly weapon and using force. But it seems to me that out of the billions of interactions, billions, all over the world between the police and everyday citizens, every single moment of our lives, mm-hmm. we're seeing a small, small, small fraction of the ones that turn deadly. Sure. And, and so... To defend the police a little bit, yeah, it's misleading when the left is coming out saying, look at all these dead black guys they're killing. It's constant. Well, yes, it is only a tiny, tiny fraction. But the problem is is that those fractions and those numbers don't mean dick to the victim's family. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter. It do- And people say, well, did you know that if you look at statistics, more white people were killed by police than black people because there are more white people in the U.S. If you use right. simple fractions, if you would have stayed in school and a lot of this, <laughs> Dan, a lot of this comes back to just doing some reading. I've been doing a lot of reading lately and I look up these things that people say, because honestly, if nothing else, I know how many racists there are in my Facebook feed. And do pop up books count as reading? Is it that's all I'm asking you? Sometimes it depends on the subject matter. Okay, because I do have a pop up book on racism. It's very interesting. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm sick to my stomach about this, and then we have to also look at some. Uh, so, this is the thing. There are peaceful protests everywhere, and we'll start in Minneapolis, okay? So Minneapolis, there was peaceful protesting going on, and it was funny because you actually saw the protesters standing about six feet away from each other if you actually look at, like, the aerial view um, in Minneapolis. And and they were peacefully protesting. And then at some point, I don't know exactly when, but the police decided that they were going to start using tear gas and rubber bullets on them. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened, but at that point, there was there was still no violence. There's a video. Did you see the AutoZone video? No. So there is a video of this guy. He's in a full black, um, like hazmat suit with a gas mask on. Oh, that was outside like, of an AutoZone. Okay, yes. I, I did see that. Yes, where he just smashing the windows and these black people came up to him like, "What the hell are you doing?" 
what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And he's yeah. like, and he wouldn't talk. And they're like, oh, my God, are you a police officer? Are you a police officer? And he would just wouldn't. He kept walking the around up. them. Yeah. And yeah. And he gets into the he gets into his car and just drives away. And there have been reports in all these different cities having protests that the alt right are sending people in posing as protesters to actually incite these riots to change the narrative to again make it it's it's this we we believe as alt right people we believe that black folk are animals so if we make the right. narrative that they are animals and show it then we can in essence back up our own racism by using this quote unquote proof that they have which is really fabricated and if okay but i don't i don't sorry i don't believe necessarily that that's the case and and i won't say definitively one way or another i am very skeptical of when you have situations like this where there's so many people involved and so many different types of people involved especially across many different cities you're going to hear reports of all kinds of things that aren't true uh, and and well, hearsay sure. and things like that. Look, would I be surprised if the alt right actually did that? Of course not, because they're pieces of shit. And and that wouldn't be surprising at all. All I'm saying is that I reserve judgment on that because I don't necessarily know that that's true. And that, I mean and that's fair. Just here in town last night, I don't know if you heard the reports. There were initial reports that the zoo had been broken into and the animals had been let loose. Yeah, and I'm not talking true. about some. It wasn't some Facebook meme. We were talking to close friends of ours, uh, one of which who works for the, uh, well, one of the law enforcement, um, she's a state trooper of some kind, let me put it that way, and uh, her roommate, a friend of ours, who were listening to police scanners. And the police scanners were saying that there were reports of animals being on the loose, lions, leopards, stuff like that, giraffes. Um now, Michelle, my wife, and I are Zoom members, and we are there constantly with the Chirins. And we could tell you that, you know, it's not just a simple padlock on these gates. Getting into the zoo is very difficult, especially getting into the cages where these animals are kept at night. They're kept indoors. So to let loose these animals, it would be an almost impossible feat. I mean, you'd have to cut a giant chunk of fence out. Have you ever tried to get a cat out of a room? Yeah. It's it's, it's nearly impossible. Just because the cage it, is open it, it, doesn't mean they'll find it. So well, we were very skeptical. Also posted, some idiot also posted that JCPenney was on fire at Grease Ridge Mall, that there right. were fires at Grease Ridge Mall. There were no fires at Grease Ridge Mall. I would have seen a plume of smoke from my house. There wasn't any. And the But the thing is, is... I am a person who looks at evidence and I can form an opinion based on fact. And if you're looking at a lot of the photos, Minneapolis, Rochester, um, other cities, when you look at the wanton destruction in camera are all white people. I want you to look it up. And I don't mean the looting. The looting was a mix. I'm, right, I'm just right. I'm I'm telling you what I saw. I'm not right. making a racist judgment. I'm telling you what I saw in the target looting. I saw white people. I saw black people. I saw Hispanic people. I saw a swath of people. But fuck mm -hmm. target. OK, number one, number two. And I don't care about target. I don't care about that at all. I care about the small businesses. I don't right. care about corporate businesses. They have insurance. They'll rebuild, burn it to the ground. I don't fucking care. Right. Um, but if you look at the wanton destruction, every single photo, they are white. And that begs the question. And then in Rochester, there is that weird group of white people sharing a black and red flag that they were waving. It's black and red and it's cut at a diagonal. So right. there is red on one side, black on the other. So <clears throat> I did a little research in that last night. And apparently that flag stands for the anarchist socialist communist group that travels everywhere where there is a possibility that anarchy can break loose. 
and they will push that. Now, in terms of an agenda on the alt-right or, or the left, I that I don't know. There wasn't really any specifications there that more mm-hmm. that they are an anarchy group. There is actually a photo of one of them standing on top of a destroyed RPD car, a white guy, portly, with a beard and like an Indiana Jones hat, waving that red and black flag. And that's it. Just white people doing this stuff. So I don't know what their involvement is. All I can tell you is I did research on what the flag means mm-hmm. and know that they're a predominantly white group of people. That's all I can. Yeah. That's all I can tell you from research and just do some research. Not you. I mean, everyone listening, just read. Right. I, everybody just takes first glance looks and says, Oh, that's it. That's what's going on here. Um, and, and just to take the racism aspect out of it, to take the color and ethnicity out of it, let's just talk about the idea of do businesses uh, deserve to be destroyed uh, during rioting? Um, for example, you have a lot of people on the Internet right now saying these people are animals, and they defend themselves by saying it has nothing to do with their color. We're just saying anybody that goes into a target, that goes into to the street and destroys public property – is an animal and that it's not accomplishing anything. Well, I have two things to say about that. Yeah, that sucks. And I feel for those small businesses and I feel, I even feel for target. Sorry, target. You didn't do anything wrong, but you know, that's the way it is. But I also am trying to put myself in the shoes of a people that are tired. There is unrest. They are unheard. Uh, people that look like them are being murdered in the street constantly. Yeah. I, I just, at the end of the day, a small business has insurance and a large business has insurance and public property can be rebuilt and we can repave those streets. We can, we can rebuild. That's fine. We can do that. That's what we do all the time, mm-hmm. but we can't bring back those lives that were lost. Yes. That's why they're so angry. And and when someone focuses the intention on destruction of public property being the real problem, no, you're the problem. Because yeah. you're not listening. You're not listening. Yeah. This is a this is a bigger issue than someone feeling disenfranchised. This is a bigger, bigger problem. This this country hasn't changed largely for four hundred years. Oh yeah. And that's and that's what people that's what people don't get is you start start with slavery, and people say, well, right. that was a long time ago. Get over it. No, 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 no. Stop. Pause. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I myself can trace my family's lineage. We were butchers. We were in Italy. We started as butchers. We, right. everyone in my family was able to read, was able to write, received opportunities. We owned farms and businesses. We came to the United States with enough of an education to be able to um, get jobs, to be able, we had these, these were privileges. Now, don't get me wrong. My family had to work. My family had to work hard. It wasn't easy for them. Just because they're white doesn't make it easy automatically. It helps it helps a lot okay you go back to slavery some people that i know now can can trace their great grandparent lineage to you know a slave who wasn't allowed to read who wasn't allowed to write who wasn't taught who weren't taught those things who were kidnapped raped beaten sold they were they were farm equipment they were farm animals that's how they were treated then we abolished slave. We abolished slavery. Finally, well, slavery is no longer a thing. Then they had bounty hunters that mm. were sh- murdering freed slaves because of the color of their skin, murdering them, going around trying to find them, murder them. Then we had Jim Crow laws, separate but equal. They weren't allowed to do the same thing as whites. Mm-hmm. Then you had the civil rights movement where they were beaten in the streets, attacked by dogs. Well, even before that, they even before that during the Jim Crow era, they had this this farming system that basically entrapped these these black people into working for almost nothing. It was akin to slavery in the sense that it was their job. They felt like it was the only skill they had was farming, you know, picking cotton, doing whatever around uh, the farm. Sure. 
and and they paid them basically nothing. And of course, they didn't want to quit their job and find something else out of fear of racism and not being able to find another job. So that yeah. it's just another flaw. It's the same idea. And then and exactly. And then you get you. You're exactly right. And then you get even you get even more into it. <clears throat> um, during civil rights, then you know, closely after with Nixon, you've got marijuana being made a stage one drug. Why? Because a lot of black folks smoked weed. They called them jazz cigarettes. It, it, weed isn't that big of a deal. I'm sorry, it's just not. But they made it a stage one drug. That way, they could go through the cities and they could arrest black people and ta- and incarcerate them so they couldn't vote. Now right. you've got the massive prison industrial complex where it's slavery all over again. They're and the actually, crack epi- and the crack epidemic and the crack epidemic and the AIDS. Yes. Oh, yes. And then, and then, and then all of that occurs. And then we come to now. George Floyd may have forged a check. He did not resist arrest. He was on the ground being hanged. He was already in handcuffs on his face. Even if they he did s- resist arrest, and there were reports that he did, I don't know if they're true or not, but resisting arrest does not equal being killed. This is not a fascist state. I'm sorry. It's You're correct. It's not. But this is the thing. The officer killed him. Okay? The officer murdered him. Yeah. And he was how... detained. His hands, were, his hands were cuffed behind his back while he laid on the ground. He was, he couldn't have been resisting arrest at the moment he was killed. There was, it's so not there's, possible. There's absolutely, I mean, if he was resisting arrest and an officer tried to get him into a chokehold and then accidentally died while that happened, I could see there being some sort of argument there. Like the officer was afraid for their life. It was a sure. safety issue and it was an accident. This man was face down, pissing his pants, crying and pleading for his life while his hands were tied behind his back. End Correct. of story. And and then, Dan, the icing on that is how long it took for them to to arrest him yeah. on a charge of murder, which is now he's charged with third degree murder. And then to have reports come out of, well, George Floyd was possibly intoxicated. In essence, what they're trying to do is show that George Floyd meant nothing because he's he's black. Meant a drunk meant, black meant, guy. He's just yeah, he's garbage. He's throwaway. Yeah, and, and that's what they're and and so you've got everything I described, which I oversimplified, you know, mm. and I didn't even talk about Black Wall Street, which is in there somewhere in that timeline. You got two four four hundred years, three hundred years of this oppression. And now you want to talk about a meme of Target being looted and burned? After everything I just described, your go-to is, well, look at these animals burning a Target down. I'm sorry, but fuck you. Like, I'm sorry, but you're a racist for for even saying that you are a racist. And yeah. you uh, maybe you don't know that you're being a racist because you don't understand it. But once you like I have, I've gone down that dark black hole, no pun intended, of um, the history of racism. I've read so much about it. Right. And it, right, it right. makes you it makes you sick. And people say the United States, the United States wasn't stolen. It, it was conquered. Okay, well, the target wasn't looted. It was conquered. Right, right. It was conquered, all right. That, that's the idea. It was literally, there was genocide and then slavery at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if anyone's interested, I want them to listen to the New York Times podcast called 1619. It's seven episodes, and it talks all about the history of African Americans in this country. Um, 1619 is significant because that was the first year that Africans were brought over here on a ship and the country was never the same. Uh, it wasn't even a country back then, but, but nevertheless, it goes through the entire history. It follows different, uh, stories of modern day people and ancient people. Uh, so I really, really suggest, uh, everybody listen to that again, 1619, 
and it's through the New York Times, and you can get it on anything. But um, seven episodes, fan-fucking-tastic stuff right there. Um, but hey, why don't we take a break? We'll cool down. We'll come yeah. back. We'll talk about whatever we want to, because that's what we do. All right, that sounds good to me. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Bye. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page, at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. Gary's Guns, Guns, Guns. Calling all good guys with guns. Gary wants you to get registered online as a good guy with a gun. Go to garysgunsgunsguns.com and register to get your sew-on patch and bumper sticker so people everywhere will know you don't need background checks. You're obviously a good guy. Become a member of the club. Gary's good guys today. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Gary thinks that, you know, background checks are worthless and stupid, but everybody who owns a gun is therefore a good guy. That's oh, the yeah, problem. The people buy these guns and they, they automatically deem themselves a good guy. Exactly. And, you know, you take you take these good guys with guns, for instance, um, just to kind of, you know, because we were obviously talking about George Floyd, we were talking about protests, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, you know, just to kind of tie that off, because we're going to go into another um, topic here, is how about all those good guys that stormed Michigan's capital? Um, they were all white. Um, they were all carrying automatic, semi-automatic weapons. Um, in essence, really threatening to uh, open up the government, open up the state. So they like you said, it was cuts. like you said it was terrorism. That is terrorism using fear to get your point across. My question, though, Dan, okay, is they were allowed to march in to Michigan's Capitol building with automatic weapons um, and scream in police officers' faces. Um, you bring a gun because you think you might have to use it. Number one, um, right. I have a question, Dan. Maybe you can help me answer. Um, how many times were they tear gassed? I'm trying to count it. I do have a calculator because I, I have an issue with uh, is it cosine and then tangent? Yes. But basically, if I look at the sine wave, I'm like my graph calculator is telling me zero. Yes, zero. How many of them were shot with rubber bullets? Oh, again, if we subtract the two, carry it over. Yep. Zero. Zero. Exactly. Yeah. So, so black people peacefully protesting. And then it eventually turned into a riot. Okay. Mm -hmm. White people bringing military grade weapons to a Capitol building, going inside the Capitol building and threatening some in full tactical gear are less dangerous. Like, I guess I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> Again, the word, is, the word is privilege. If this was Sesame Street, we'd be doing this episode on privilege. That's what this is. This episode is brought to you by the word privilege. That's right. <laughs> and so there you have it. It's white privilege. And honestly, you know, uh, I know I speak for the two of us when I say this, you know, uh, to the families of both Ahmaud Arbery and, and George Floyd. Um, I can only hope you get justice. Um, I only hope that uh, their names are in the history books and my, that my kids will eventually read that says that the riots in Minneapolis started real change in America. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that, that this is the catalyst for change. And right. I support, I support the protesters. I'd say we support the protesters. Absolutely. hundred percent. So the riot be the rhyme of the unheard. Well, thank you, Zach. So uh, with that being said, you said you had something about this this uh, fake doctor, Dr. Oz, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, this is akin to an FU, but really the entire show is an FU. I mean, that's what we do. We say fuck you to everybody. But one of the things I, I just – I don't like pandering. And if you're going to pander, you shouldn't be somebody that is an authority figure. 
And let me go over what I mean by an authority figure. When you have the moniker of doctor in front of your name, that means people believe what you're going to say because your words carry weight. You have a medical degree behind you. There should be trust in the medical profession. And someone who's been given a television show because they're a doctor and is very informative and helpful to people, that means people listen to him more than they would listen to maybe their friends or their own family. Yeah. So this, to me, that's very serious. Now, a lot of people look at this, oh, it's just a daytime television show. What are you so worried about? Well, look, at the end of the day, he's not selling shit that is harming anybody, okay? But this is just my, my middle finger to Dr. Oz because I don't know if this is something that happened recently or something that he's been doing for a while now, but ever since he changed networks, I don't know if you know this, I think he went from C- NBC to CBS or something like that. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know if it's just a local carrier issue or whatever, but he's changed channels, um, and, and I don't know if the production has completely shifted, but... You know, his demographic is going to be older women that are retired or stay-at-home people. And the majority of, of stay-at-home parents happen to be women. Um, so his his demographic is largely female. And sure. this is going to sound sexist, but I'm just sort of putting it out there that I think a lot of a lot of the people that would believe in psychic abilities and ghosts and things of that nature tend to be women. I could be wrong, but that's just been my view and my understanding. I I find that men are either more skeptical or don't want to believe in the connections of the afterlife, etc. Now look, I'd love to believe it. I love to believe in psychic abilities. That'd be wonderful. It'd be so cool. And I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not saying ghosts don't exist. But when you have a doctor on television, bringing on a so-called, and I'm using air quotes, expert to discuss how our loved ones are trying to contact us through everyday objects that we see on the ground, that is a problem. You're lying. You're a doctor. You, you should not be engaging in this. This is hearsay. It's theory. It's what? nonsense. Yes. Dr. Oz. Now, look, if, if they wanted to do this on The View... If they wanted to do this on CBS's The Talk, totally fine with me. Those women are not doctors. They are comedians and TV hosts and, and celebrity personalities. That's wonderful. Sure. Have your little conversations. Do it on a podcast, etc. Yeah. But you're on you're on a show that is perpetuating this the stereotype of of or not stereotype, but the, the idea of nonsense that that when you see a coin on the ground, that means your loved one is trying to talk to you. What? What? Listen to this. It's about a two-minute uh, recording that I've done, and I just want you to actually tell yourself that what you're hearing is normal. Okay, let me get it ready. So to speak, that we can't miss that. That's me, Lisa. She says she's seen coins and maple leaves. Wants to know what these signs are. Can you hear it? Yeah. And, and yeah, just as an open, so would you consider yourself a skeptic, open-minded, or not sure? I'm very open. Okay. Very open-minded. And, and describe what you've been seeing. Um, so my grandmother passed a little over four years ago, and almost immediately after she passed, I started seeing things that I felt like were signs from her that she was reaching out to me. Um, regularly, as I'm walking along, I'll see a just a coin in my path, and I know that that can be one of the signs, that can be a sign. So what are the other default signs that might unlock the rest of this opportunity? So coins is definitely one of them. Pennies, dimes, nickels in our path when we're having a moment of missing them, or we've had a bad day, or we're celebrating something, but it doesn't stop there. They love to do electrical disturbances, and especially in today's day and age of the cell phone, they love giving you um, phone calls at a certain time, or sending you a text message that you don't know where it came from, or sometimes when you're texting someone, changing the words in your text box. And the other thing they love to send are creatures that navigate the world 
world using electromagnetic fields, I find. And so those are birds, butterfly, deer, dragonflies. They will do anything and everything to get our attention and let us know they're with us. But it doesn't end there. We can ask for specific things. You can ask them to send you something totally different. Let's say you want um, to make sure that it's your grandmother sending you the message. You could say, and you only have to say it in your thoughts, you know, I would like you to send me grandma and pick something, but make it a little different. You know, you could say, send me a purple elephant. And so when we ask for really specific things and we get them, we have to own those experiences. I hope that's helpful, Lisa. Yeah, very much. I just, can I, I have to, <laughs> I have a couple comments. Yeah. First of all, she said, the, the woman yeah. said, the expert. I've been seeing, yeah. no, the, oh, no, no, the no, okay, yes, yes. The guest said, I've been seeing coins. And then the expert jumps, oh, yeah, 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 no, that's, yeah, no. That's very normal, yeah. That's like, you know, the time, like, my brother and I got into a tussle and he had a mark on him, and my mom came home, and she said, what's that mark on your brother? I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's how he always looks like. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's just he said that for I, years, Mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and then they're like, oh, well, you know, all these things around you can be signs. And they name all these things that just exist in nature already. Right, right. So then you could see them and say, no, those are, oh, yeah, that's got to be a sign. And then when you ask for specific things, and then you get them, okay, so... When you ask for specific things from a loved one, they're going to be things that you most likely already see, which the mind subconsciously makes you do or say, so that right. way you don't disappoint yourself. Um, I mean, as a skeptic, like confirmation I would... Exactly. bias. You're looking for it. So when it happens, you're just affirming your own belief. So I'm in the studio right now, which is my grandpa's workshop for the longest time, and my grandpa's passed away. So, grandpa, I'm asking for a sign about a million dollars cash unmarked bills. Yeah. And now we'll see. Now, you know what? The, yeah. the die has been yeah. cast. Let's see what happens. Well, what gets me is the funny things, like she says, like the autocorrect. When your phone autocorrects the wrong word, that's your loved one. <laughs> What? Okay, look, at the end of the day, these people are harmless, okay? And if, if they're convincing your grandmother, who's sitting at home right now watching this, that every time she texts you and then she, a wrong word comes up, then a loved one is talking to her. Okay, so some joy was brought into her daily life. Great, that's wonderful. But fuck you, Dr. Oz, you shouldn't be selling this shit. This woman makes a career doing this. She makes a living. I fucking work hard. Everything on my body hurts because the amount of work I put in. I pound the fucking pavement every day. And this bitch goes on television and says, yeah, like, deer follow electromagnetic fields. And that's, like, how ghosts, like, try and talk to you. Fuck you. Fuck you. So, it's to me, and you're right. And to me, um, I've seen some shit that has made me still skeptical but possibly believe. But with that being said, there was so much not non-science to these ghosts and stuff you can't just right. come out and say well this is the science of ghosts or whatever no you have these anecdotal experiences which i've had and i know i've had but right. maybe they were something else my jury the jury's still out <coughs> and right and that's your, your point there's no science behind it exactly and then doesn't mean it didn't happen exactly but then you go to your point where you're saying that this is a person that's a doctor, right. which is to let is supposed to lend credence. And you have a circus performer, in essence, come on your show, which yeah. then takes the weak minded <laughs> and the weak minded say, well, there's a doctor. And then this is this carnival worker and the carnival worker. It must be correct. And you have to have a certain responsibility when you have something like. Uh, a, a, a doctor you right. have to have a responsibility and then I think again this goes back to our president it's the same thing right? And, and I'll throw some more shade at Dr. Oz I understand that sometimes the news cycle gets really slow and there's not really a whole lot to talk about I'm sure he's talked ad nauseum about the coronavirus and, and as a doctor I think that that's great that he, was, he had that avenue to do that I'm sure that gave him and the producers lots to work on, but eventually they got tired of that, and they want to mix it up, right? I understand. I understand you want to mix it up. You want to have a light show here and there, but you know what? You got into this business to profit, to make a lot of money, 
So oh, there yeah. comes a responsibility with that. There's a weight of, with that. And with that comes the responsibility of owning what you say. And at the end of the day, if you don't want to talk about the coronavirus or something else that you've talked ad nauseum about, which is basically him trying to get fat women to stop eating, you know, he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> saying, okay, well, let's talk about something lighthearted. Well, guess what, Dr. Oz? You don't have to talk about the coronavirus and dieting. You could talk about the fact that Flint, Michigan doesn't have fucking drinking water. Mm-hmm. Okay, you could talk about all other sorts of a myriad of, of, of problems that are going on in this country that may be medical or science related. So the notion that, oh, it was a slow news day, they didn't really have anything else to talk about, bullshit. There's still over 300 million Americans right now. A lot of things are going on. There's so much so, to talk about. So fuck that. Fuck that guy. Ugh, I'm just I, I used to like him years and years ago. I was like, well, this guy's pretty cool. He's smart. He's charming. He's very informative. No, he's a fucking stooge. He's a pawn. Yeah, just like Dr. Phil. I mean, all of them. And and they're pushing their cockamamie ideas. And, you know, um, someone did contact Oprah to just be like, hey, these are your boys, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. Are you going to fucking correct them or what? Are you going to do something about it? And I don't I don't remember reading anything that was actually done when they were like pushing things like the hydrocorda quagazone or whatever the fuck it was. That Trump was pushing. Yeah, that's it. You know, and it's just it's it's absolute insanity. All of there's this. much of a, of a discussion on that drug, because I think the FDA is saying it's OK to use by a doctor in a hospital by someone who has symptoms or something like that. Like, there's all these different, so there's hydroxychloroquine and then there's chloroquine, and those are two very different drugs, and there's all this misinformation about it. Dr. Well, Drew talks about it. I don't really like him either. But, I, read, uh, I read that the reason they're pushing this drug is twofold. Full, number one is that it showed excellent results in vitro. Ah. In vitro. Not a human. Right. Um. They, you know, in humans, it actually had killed a few with them trying it. Yeah. Um, in vitro, you're in a vacuum. You, you, the cells are in a vacuum with no other um, uh, variables. Chaos, no other yeah. variables. Yes, no yeah. variables. You're right. Um, given to a human with a ton of different variables could very much harm them. Um, and number two is, you know, Trump. The Trump family obviously has stock in these drugs and people, they don't look at that, but I mean, it's right there. Yeah. Follow the money. And, and then Trump goes, Oh, I took some hydrochloroquine and you're just like, I thought you said you didn't have, like, why would you take it if you don't have, like, I don't what? To prevent to prevent. That's not how that works. Mr. Trump. <laughs> well, he thinks it is. And I, other doctors are saying that you could take it as a preventative measure. Um, it's just the idea that even if you want to take their side and say that it's perfectly okay, the idea that the president has access to something that only few do and that he gets to take it, but very few other people do, especially when the FDA is saying that you shouldn't take it outside of a, a hospital. It just raises so many red flags, but it doesn't matter to him or his followers. He does what he wants and he don't give a shit cultists they're cultists they're not really people and the conservative party is does doesn't exist anymore um there are conservatives i know many conservatives that hate donald trump and know for certain that he hijacked the uh that entire party party because the sect that is built on racism etc would keep him in office um and honestly i don't think we can i I don't know how we're going to survive another four years of him if if that occurs so i guess i don't know dan i guess we'll see um we will i don't know all right well that was a good way to round it out let's uh take a break we'll come back with our fuck yous and we'll get the hell out of here and let people get back to their protests we'll be right back love you From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget 
a towel. And welcome back. We're back. Somebody. Anyways. So, uh, fuck you. I want to get it started and get it rolling. Um, My fuck you. My fuck you is to these commercials that you'll see on TV now and the radio uh, about it's COVID-19 related. But the problem is that they're, they're trying to sell you a product or let you know that their company is with you. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm rolling my eyes. The, the sappy music, the child drawing on a window, you know, someone standing outside with a little, little poster that says we love you. You know, this the sappy bullshit Guys, these are capitalists reminding you to buy their product. Mm -hmm. They don't give a fuck about you. You only matter to them in the sense that you're a number that can buy their product. Mm -hmm. We're hashtag we're we're with you. We're together, united at home. Fuck off. You don't give a fuck about people. You're a company built on lies and greed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my fuck you. I couldn't agree with you more. Mine, my fuck you, is to the absolute most American thing that is also so selfish and self-glorifying is when you have those stupid, stupid honking parades for your stupid kid's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a shit. I don't care. You're self-glorifying idiot now teaching your kid about how freaking... Oh, because of Corona, you need to get a little parade. No, no, you we still don't. love you. No, you know what you do? You have you you teach them about this is what's happening, and I'm sorry that you can't have a birthday party, and it sucks, and mommy and daddy are sad. Mom and dad ordered you though some gifts off of Amazon. We're gonna make a nice little cake. We're going to have a nice dinner or whatever you want. And we're going to celebrate your birthday this way with lots and lots of love, not a goddamn parade with 10, 15 cars honking as they drive by. Yeah. When they they see that now, other kids are going, well, why can't I have that? And then they begin to expect it. So the parents are going, fuck. Yeah. But then you've got the neighborhood. I got my kid who's trying to take a fucking nap. And I got to hear a yeah. car horn every five minutes. My kids try right. to take a nap. I don't give a shit about your fucking stupid parade. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then you've got, you got the, the horns going. Now you got the dogs barking. Okay. And right. I got yeah, the dogs yeah. barking. I got the horns blaring. I'm trying to put a, a child down for a nap. And yeah. this is, this is what you want to do. This is how yeah. you want to spend your time. This is, yeah. it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Twice. I'm sorry. Twice or even three times now I've seen those parades come to uh they've they've circled the block then they come back and hang out in the driveway with these people no what the fuck is the point you're supposed to not be around other people yeah that's the whole thing is that you drive by and you leave because right. you're trying to social distance and you oh my stop. god dude it's stupid. So that's my fuck you. Just stop doing it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't love your kids, and it doesn't mean that you can't show how much love to your – like you can show so much love to your child without having to parade around a bunch of people to make them feel special. Make them feel special at home. You can easily do that. And if you have a problem with that or you don't know how to do that, contact us, and I'll help you. You know, when when my kid – when my daughter's feeling down, I there's so many things that her and I do together you know, that, that transport us, you know, to, to another place and make her feel special. Tie her to a chair. I know you do this. You tie her to a chair and you force her to watch star Wars and don't lie to me. I know you've done it. So I haven't tied her, but I've definitely forced her to watch it. (laughs) Um, although I will say this, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I do want to say one more thing. I, I'm a little annoyed, not only with the, with the loudness of these parades, but the lack of creativity. We just live in this Pinterest, fucking youtube fuck out. we saw one person doing it now we have to do it type of thing why don't you try and be original and genuine if you care about this kid and their birthday call them send them a text do a video chat with them and let them know why they're special to you let them know what it was like on the day they were born yeah you know it's far better to have a real conversation with someone than to drive by with a fucking sign i'm sorry exactly Call no, you know what? You bring up such a good point. A phone. 
Yeah. Do those don't exist anymore? Call them. FaceTime. Yeah. You can send them a card in the mail. Yeah. You don't have to. I'm not saying don't celebrate the kid's birthday. Absolutely right. celebrate your kid's birthday. But the Create. obnoxious. Look, look at me. Look at me. Look at all the attention I'm getting. Yeah. That's that's all it is. It's self-serving. So with that being said, um, I'd like to take um, just uh, 60 seconds. Um, I, I'd like to for critical mass and solidarity to have a moment of silence for um, George Floyd. But not just him, but every um, person of color that has just been murdered for absolutely no reason. And the reason I choose a moment of silence for them is because that is all of the answers that the black community ever receives, even when they're trying to be peaceful, is they get nothing but silence. And if you had to deal with that for hundreds of years, then maybe you'd want to burn down a target, too. Right. Uh, I'm going to start that. So we're going to start our peaceful protest. Yes. Rock, we're here already. Yeah, the cops are here. Their helicopters are circling. Oh, sorry. Let's do this. For real. For real. Okay, go ahead. All right. Three, two, one. Um, so what do you think, Dan? You got anything else today? No, I think we've covered everything and anything under the sun. All right. Well, catch us next week. Um, you know, and also uh, there's this, uh, guy that's been doing these kind of one man Facebook live, uh, talks, um, named Edgar. Um, you should probably check that out. I linked you to him, Dan. Um, I don't—he's not trying to get famous or anything. Um, but I'd like to have him on the show. I already talked to him. Um, okay. Kind of pissed because I had someone lined up for today, and then they bailed at the last second, and then I wanted Edgar to come on, and that didn't exactly work out. Um, so I'm hoping okay. to have him on in a, in a in a show in the future. We'll talk. Cool. But with that being said. Uh, you know, check out uh, hashtag Matt and Mia. Check out our friends at Insensitive Culture Podcast. Um, check out don't forget a towel.com where you can find us as well as my other podcast, Star Warriors. Um, check us out there and uh, Genesee Beard Genesee Company. Beard Company. Never forget them. And uh, that's about it. Uh, thanks, everyone. In the words of Will Ferrell in Semi Pro. Everyone love everyone. It's on the sign. (laughs) All right. Party on, Wayne. Bye, everyone.